a podcast brought to you by Energy Live News. In this episode, Energy Live News editor Sumit Bose speaks with Alex Goody, the CEO of GemServe, as they discuss business resilience, planning, how safety has to be the paramount issue for any employer, as well as his views on how the sector is coping with coronavirus. Alex, thanks for joining me. I'm doing this series of chats with uh, leading figures from the industry about how we're sort of coping with coronavirus, you know. Uh, first of all, let's just check where you are. How are you, your, your friends and family, and, and how are your colleagues? Has the virus affected GemServe much? Uh, well, uh, yes. I mean, thanks, Sumit, for inviting me uh, onto your onto programme. Um, yeah, we've had, uh, we've had to shut the office and move uh, 210 staff to working from home. So um, we did that overnight following the government's advice and uh, we've been running the business, um, trying to get to a BAU position since then. So we've changed the way that we work. We've, we were quite office focused for bits of our business before uh, and now we're doing all that remotely. So yeah. um, some interesting challenges. We've been working with clients uh, to help them uh, use our technology. Um, we've invested a lot in the last year and actually our um, business continuity plan was uh, not responding to a pandemic, although we did practice that before, but it, yeah. it does involve everyone working remotely in case the office is not available. So we tested it, we put it in place, and now we're working on a backup to our backup um, to, okay. to ensure that we have resilience because we do provide some uh, essential services to the energy industry that need to continue. Uh, before we go into what you've done, do you want to just outline for some of the viewers what GemServe does if people aren't fully aware of what, what GemServe's role is? Yeah, sure. So we're a professional services company. Uh, we provide consultancy and outsourcing services uh, in a uh, world driven by data and technology. We're particularly well known for the work that we do in the energy industry, where we manage uh, a number of the codes and some of the systems. Um, but we also have work in healthcare, um, and we have work. Uh, we do a lot of work with the government and public sector, um, looking after um, energy related programs in, in the main. If you look at what, what, you know, every CEO has the main thing is the integrity of your business, hand in glove with the safety of your staff. When that decision came along um, and the government said, look, home working if we can, did you ever think actually there's a core part of my team that should always be, for some people in the industry I've talked to, they have to have people on site and 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 you know out there working particularly the networks examples like that um or did you did you instantly go right okay do you know what my paramount thing is get people safe get them working from home so we, we we're not in the position that the the networks are and i understand they would need people uh, available on site uh we're knowledge-based business and to that end there was no need um uh, to have people in the office so the, the um the decision was taken to uh, tell everyone to work from home uh, we, we subsequently then closed the office uh, for security reasons. So yeah, I, that, that, that's not a, that, that wasn't a particular challenge for us. We have other challenges that we're, we're getting to grips with at the moment. Okay, let's talk through those then. Moving 200 odd staff overnight, <laughs> isn't that easy? <laughs> Trying so, to get 200 <laughs> laptops out there. Uh, so we were all laptop up. We've, uh, our systems are in the cloud. Um, so that was relatively straightforward. It's more about um, staff and um, fear. Uh, people don't know, you know, this is unexpected. Uh, mm. We don't know when it's going to end. Um, we've got, you know, there's friends and family who are getting um, sick from, from yeah. the disease. 
from the virus and and it's supporting those staff members get through this i mean i'm you know i could see your you're in your living room there and i'm okay. in mine here but you know a lot of our staff are um younger in shared accommodation they don't have the same sort of facilities and they're at home with you know maybe five other people all doing the of same course. thing so it's yeah. not not straightforward from from that point of view um but we, we're getting through it you know we've we've the the people are resilient uh they're putting in place um different approaches to working with clients greater contact point with each other they're arranging um gem bars so we have a gem bar uh once a month where we provide um a bar in the office uh what the staff have done is doing it offline now so they're doing it in their own houses and so forth yeah. and there's coffee uh coffee breaks together as a team so the people are finding their own way through this. I've been invited to uh, join a group at work, which is for uh, parents, um, how, to, how to deal with your kids whilst uh, working. Um, so this different things looking at different demographics, I suppose. It's, it's extraordinary, isn't it? How, I mean, never have imagined what a week ago, let alone three weeks ago, you know, what, 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 has, what has befallen all of us. Um, and I think that's one thing that, you know, we are generally a social bunch and particularly offices offices of course have politics but offices have teams and teams work together they bounce off each other and i know that's affecting my our own team at energy live news but how have you managed to keep the teams that are working to to know what they're doing and you know get that communication going when it's all virtual so um well there's different levels so it, within the teams uh, working for particular clients they're, they're catching up daily so the manager will talk to the, all the staff members and have a touching point about what, what everyone's going to be doing that day. Um, we use Microsoft Teams as our platform. So there's lots of messaging going across that um, in, um, to, 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 yeah, to go to that work. I mean, Zoom's very good as well. There's lots yeah. of options there. Um, from the senior team, we do, we do, we're doing a staff stand-up uh, session 20 minutes every two weeks. We've advanced that we do that um, weekly now, and that's a uh, live broadcast with live questions from anyone in the company. Numbers have gone through the roof, actually. <laughs> There's people attending that. Um, we also provide uh, updates uh, every few days on what's going on in the business. Uh, we're developing a, um, an additional business plan that will... Um, steer us through this challenging time and we're going to share that with the staff so we're being open in what we do and we're being open with our clients as well about what we can do for them let's talk staff and then let's talk clients so how important is it for you as a ceo to communicate right now i think it's absolutely crucial every time i get on a call i always put the video on now uh, so people are getting sick to death. We're looking at the pictures behind me. Um, <laughs> but i think i think that that contact uh, is really important um, to yeah, just show people that you well, you're human, but also um, trying to get across the the physical uh, gap between us mm. as we're talking now. Um, and um, I don't think you can over communicate these things either. So we're, we're constantly talking about it with staff and what we're doing. And uh, I'm I'm picking up the phone, picking talking to people in about how they're getting on with their clients or um, with a with a particular internal function or whatever. I think the thing is for the sector. I mean, it's such a weird thing to happen perhaps we could have so narrow plan for lots of different things a massive outage or you know a business goes under or there's you know you'd think of all the things that you'd possibly think of maybe a terrorist like all of those things but to think of a shutdown effectively yeah. of the country um how are you communicating to your customers 
that it is business as usual? And is it business as usual? Or there are certain things you can't do? Have you man managed to transform everything you do into this virtual, virtual sort of interface? So we have, um, we have uh, an area of business called major accounts, which is uh, our out, uh, essentially outsourcing of particular functions, mainly in energy. Um, and we've spoken to all of those clients and we've explained what we're going to do. Some of them were working out of our offices anyway, so they, they, they got to know pretty quick what we were doing. Um, on our consultancy business, we have about 50 projects at any one time and we've spoken to all of our clients. And what we've done is we've re, um, we jigged projects to focus on things that we can do remotely. And we've also um, started bringing, uh, we, we were already in the process of this, but bringing in tools so that we don't need to be physically on site to do the audit and assurance work that we we're doing before we can do it remotely so what we've done is this is just advanced uh, plans we're already doing in our business to digitize everything that we do um, i'm really sorry you can probably hear the baby screaming in the back <laughs> i couldn't actually <laughs> oh, I, can hear, I can hear my daughter in the background as well so <laughs> that's fine that's fine but that, that's yeah. the, the 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 thing about you know the the, the way we work in now we, we all have to take a little bit of kind of we're trying to do professional as, as we can but these are the things that the distractions that we all live with don't we yeah, I was. I was. I don't know if this is appropriate for this, but I was. I was helping my <laughs> daughter make fairy cakes just before we Very came on. Um, so yes, I, I do that. I, actually, getting a moment, you know, to have to think about something for a few hours without being disrupted is 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 a luxury that has has gone for the moment. No, absolutely. But I mean, getting back to that point, which is, you know, despite all these distractions and all the things you're saying, do you think that we are so lucky that we live in this time where we can carry on business? through the internet through the virtual space now i think it could be worse but i mean i, I don't want to take anything away i mean I've, I've there's people in my network who have lost their jobs and i've got cvs from mm. people and i know people with coronavirus so i i mean is is absolutely disaster um for from a health point of view um of you know all praise to the nhs as well we're doing a fantastic job but i think beyond that the the impact on the economy and people's jobs and the government's done done great actually with the measures it's put in place but there's still people being laid off and that that will have a long tail to it um yeah. so but I, I agree i mean if we had this um 10 20 years ago you know mm. you wouldn't be able to jump on a video call like this yeah. but maybe 20 years ago for a video call but yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the the issue about the energy sector i suppose you know the nhs without doubt gets all the headlines and it should do but the real fundamentals of our society are based on the energy sector and the resilience, which is why energy people, utilities people, are key workers, according to the government. Because without the power, we wouldn't be talking now. Without the power, those ventilators wouldn't be working in the hospital. So yeah. do you think, in a way, the energy sector has, has really risen to the challenge in these kind of unforeseen times? I think it has. I mean, I think, you know, I, I saw the interview you had with Basil, um, a UKPN, and his reaction to that. And I, I agree with what he said as well, that it's not, it's not quite the same. The NHS are, uh, staff are putting their lives on the line. Um, the network companies are, are carrying on doing emergency work. Um, and, you know, the energy supplies are still going into people's houses and making safe and all the rest of it. So they're doing a fantastic job as well. Uh, the, the industry uh, is expected to be resilient and um, you know, the regulator holds us account to that. Uh, that's why GemServe has uh, comprehensive plans in place for this. Yeah, I mean, I'll hopefully be talking to uh, Jonathan Brilley, the, 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 the CEO of Ofgem, in one of these chats as well. Right. Look at, looking at where we are, um, we all hope this is short term, maybe two, three months. 
But you must have to scenario plan as a CEO that it may have a longer tail, as you were saying. Yeah. What do you think the fundamental differences could be? And I don't want to hold you under a prediction, but just some sort of idea what you think this might do to the energy sector. I think it will advance uh, moves it's already had to um, digitalize um, rules. So some of the stuff we're involved in around governance, uh, the rules of the regulatory uh, side of things, we are trying to put in place systems that will uh, make it simpler for people to trade. I think this may speed it up. I think obviously any, any, um, any marginal provider in this may, may find themselves some trouble, I suspect. Um, I think, I, th I think it's going to. I think if you take the point more generally across the whole of society, I think it's it's, it's like um, when you have a war, it speeds up um, yeah. uh, things that are already changing. So you know, in first and second world wars, women's rights, women would work. I think with this, it will speed up things to you know around remote working. I think it will around yeah. using technology. Um, I think it will. Um, uh, I think it also shows that, and this is perhaps a link to net zero, uh, in my mind anyway, because mm -hmm. I think the 2020s will be the decade of, of decarbonisation when we get beyond this particular moment. I think what we're seeing here is that when people are aligned with government and the government takes strong action by putting in place laws, then things can happen really, really quickly. Yeah. And absolutely. if we took the same attitude to decarbonisation, we could really make a difference. Yeah. And I mean. I it's yeah. incredible, isn't it? The stories that you're getting of Venice and the fish in the, you know, uh, China, you can see the air. London itself, the nitrogen dioxide has dropped literally uh, overnight in just a couple of days. So the planet has the ability, to, and, and it's tragic that it's taken something so devastating as this yeah. to put in. But it does show in a way, I suppose, that if we all work together, things can happen much quicker than we think. Yes. Yeah, they can. And I think if, if you can get the public on side, which obviously the government was trying to do with this approach and the whole focus yeah. around the NHS in terms of messaging and getting people involved with volunteering to help their neighbours, then you can do a hell of a lot. You can move people in a, in a, a long, long way with this. And I think we need to find the same sort of drivers for decarbonisation because, you know, I looked at the, um, um, uh, the Committee on Climate Change report from last year and there was only, I think, seven out of 24 targets that were on track. And, you know, a load of them were in the power and industry sector anyways, which we know yeah. is doing quite well on this front. Yeah. So we've got, <clears throat> we've got tons of work to do for net zero. Um, and, yeah, so th th I think there's some stuff, there's some bits in this, that hopefully from a positive note, that we can take forward into the decarbonisation agenda. I mean, the, there is speculation, and that's all it is, that the, the, this will fundamentally change number of brokers we have suppliers you know who will be out there it's a bit like after 2008-9 you know when when the, the glo global crash happened so but with with that unfortunately there will be some job losses but also there will be opportunities there could be new companies springing up there could be new provisions in the energy sector that we never even thought about so if you look at it and again you know we, we're in just the beginning of this but if we, if we take a positive spin and it takes us three to four months to get out of the worst of this and then we start to recover do you think we'll, we'll learn maybe that actually this will spur new thinking in the sector uh, not just the remote stuff but maybe people look at hang on if this happened could we have different technologies could we invest in different things let's look around and we're seeing things that are happening 
by us not doing? I mean, do I really need to have all my staff at work? Do I need to make that journey? All these things that, yeah. you know, suddenly I thought were vital to my life myself. And now I'm thinking, well, this is interesting. Yeah, I, I totally. I mean, look, looking at our business and what we're doing, I think we can move a lot faster to um, have people remote working who want to. Do you know what? It's not everyone's yeah, sure. uh, idyll <laughs> working from home. Not mine. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, totally. I, yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. Finally, as a, as a challenge, I mean, you, you've been the job, is it a couple of years now you've been doing the job? Yeah, it's come up to two years now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you ever think you'd face something like this? How, how no, it's funny you say... Yeah, so it's funny you say that. I was I was chatting to the we had a board meeting recently. So um, and actually, just come back to your previous point. Actually, I was just going to say this was on on um, innovation. I, I write a commentary on what's going really well, and I, I put in the previous one that you know the energy industry is alive with innovation and um, great ideas and really talented people coming into it. And I you know I think this may um, this may affect some of that, but I think it will come back because the, the energy industry is transforming. Yeah. But I also said to the um, the, the to the, uh, the board that uh, you know this this wasn't discussed during the interview, but you know, <laughs> but that's why you know, yeah. But but you know we Gem Service in in good shape, and we're seeing opportunities for us. We we uh, we want to we've reached out to um, our customers to help them, um, regardless if we get paid or not, on uh, helping them adapt um, to working remotely if that's what they need. Um, and we're happy to offer that to to any energy live news um, um, audience as well. Um, well really so if we can help with that, um, so and you know and yeah, that's yeah that that offers there. No, that's a fantastic, and that's the thing. You know, it's like you know, if we can get the sector to help each other, that would be a great thing right now. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think it's time to do that as well. Well, whilst this is going on. Um, and the quicker it comes back, the, 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 the better it is for everyone. Excellent. Alex, thank you so much for your time. Stay safe and, and all you. the best to you, you and your staff at GemServe. Yeah, and to you, Timit. Thank you.